This is the Action Network Podcast. Crushed it. It's good. Without further ado. That's what the game's all about. All of a sudden you feel like you can't miss. Welcome to the Action Network Podcast NBA Finals Edition coming to you on Thursday night after game two. Uh, a Suns 118, Bucks 108, Suns win to go up 2 nothing in the series. Joining me as always, Brandon Anderson and Raheem Palmer. Reminder, everything that we talk about on this podcast can be found in the Action app, which you should download immediately. It's absolutely fantastic. Also, the odds that we talk about tonight are provided by BetMGM, the official odds provider of the Action Network podcast. And if you like this podcast, you should be on the lookout because here in a few weeks, we're going to be starting an actual, honest-to-goodness NBA podcast feed, the Action Network NBA podcast. Multiple times a week, we'll have guests. I'm just looking forward to what crazy shit Brandon comes up with every week in terms of long odds for us to take. Uh, I'm excited for like, we're the victory lap. I'm trying to get Matt Mitchell to just call it the victory lap instead of the action network NBA podcast. because That's really what it is. Um, I am not going to get to take a victory lap after I completely call game one. Absolutely. Perfectly. And I'm telling you, I am telling you, I'm telling you, I nailed this game. I was right. The Bucks should have won this game. I hit the over. I like the bucks and the over. I should have cashed. I got hit by shooting variants in the ass. Once again, Raheem Palmer, once again. Oh my God. Shooting variants comes and just knocks me out. I think the bucks played absolutely great defensively tonight. I think the bucks offense did not create great looks because the Suns are a really great defense. The difference is, is that the Suns shot the absolutely ever loving lights out versus great defense and the bucks even against great defense shot magnitudes beneath that, like whole leagues of shooting beneath that. If you take the idea, I'm just going to put this out there. If you take the idea, right? This is what I'm learning from Twitter is that people think that if a shooter is open in the NBA in a game, not, not in practice in practice, I'd be like, yeah, you can shoot 80%. He's an NBA player Mm -hmm. in, in a game that an open look, they can hit it 80% of the time. That's not true. They hit it between 40 and maybe 45%, 50% if you're absolutely lucky. And that's like only certain shooters. So certain guys should probably weigh that down a little bit. Instead, instead, the Phoenix Suns shoot 20 of 40 from three-point range in this game, including Mikhail Bridges turning into Clay goddamn Thompson and... (laughs) Cameron Payne, like uh, not Cameron Payne, Cam Johnson hitting two threes, Jay Crowder hitting three threes, Devin Booker hit seven to 12. I'll live with that. Fine. Devin can have those shots. Like that's Devin Booker. Fine. But 20 of 40 from three point range while the Bucks shoot nine of 31 from three. Fine. We know that they're not great, a great shooting team, but shoot 45% overall. And more specifically, Drew Holiday goes seven of 21, Chris Middleton, five of 16, and the Suns win and cover to go up to, oh, I'm very on tilt right now, Raheem. I'm very on tilt from this game. I mean, you should be. I mean, when you have your second and third best players playing the way that, you know, Middleton and and Holiday are playing, it's just, it's, it's kind of inexplicable. And you got the Giannis game that you needed. You got the, like, I mean, and they came out hot. So it's just, I, I just, it's, it's really unexplicable. And I just think the question I have for you is at what point do we just consider this is who this team is? They're going to struggle and have, they're going to have problems with shooting variants and things just aren't going to go their way because, you know, they've had bad shooting luck in every single one of these series. I mean, you can go back three years and it's been the same thing. And it's just, I wonder if that's something that you just have to factor in to your handicapping. I mean, look, we, we came around to the idea on the preview pod that the Suns were going to win the series. My concern is that my Suns in, in six or seven is not going to cash now because they should have won this game and they didn't. Like, I like the Suns are going to win the series. They're a better yeah, team. Like, they have more weapons. They have more answers. They're great defensively. All of that is absolutely true. 
my issue is if I have to just, if I have to just factor in that good shooters, like Chris Middleton's a good shooter. If I have to factor in that good shooters are going to shoot bad, then what are we doing here? Yeah. You almost need to be a fortune teller. Yeah. How am I supposed to, how am I supposed to bet NBA games based off of like, I've studied the X's and O's. Like I, I, we did a video today where I was talking about like Chris Paul and his stuff. And like, I want to take the over on heat check on his points. Cause I was like, you know what? He's just going to find a way to get over on the points. The points prop was 21 and a half. He goes for 23, like tight. I think it was 20 and a half actually tight Ma- makes one more contested three. Great. Uh, the under hits on his assists, which thought that would happen. Um, they did a pretty good job, honestly, on Chris Paul. They did a pretty good job, honestly, on Devin Booker before he got supernova there for a little bit when they decided to go small. Like, there were things that Bud did wrong in the second half. Not playing Brooke Lopez late was a mistake because you switch everything. We talked about this, right? You switch everything and you give up the offensive rebounds. And that's what happened to them. Like, they should have gone back big and they would have been fine. But, like, it's that the variance only works one way. And it's, like, here's the problem. If the variants had gone, the Bucks just shoot badly. But you yeah. know what? The sun shot normal. I still think the Bucks win this game. If the Buc- if the Suns had shot unreasonably well, but the Bucks had shot normal, I still think the Bucks win this game. It took the Bucks shooting a magnitude lower and the Sun shooting a magnitude higher to get to this kind of an outcome. And that's why I'm so frustrated, Brandon. Yeah, really, it, it, it was really remarkable that the Bucks were in that game late. Like, they, they took so many punches and just mm-hmm. kept hanging around. You know, it kept being like, oh, it's an eight-point game right now. If they make the shot, oh, oh, they missed. Oh, Suns transition three, back to 10, yep. back to 11. Yep. And then yeah. you, a couple more minutes, and they'd be like, oh, out to pack content, wide open for three, brick, and a layup on the other end, back to 10 points again. <laughs> like, how many times? times did the Bucs have that shot to pull within two or three or four or five somewhere in there they missed every one of them they were like oh for 89 on those shots and then every time after they missed the Suns would go right back down get another bucket Booker would hit a contested jumper you know they, they just every time that that the Bucs would keep it close they'd have another chance and I gotta say too so before the series, I, w- I was the one, I think, of the three of us who was most in on the Suns. I was the one that was saying maybe Suns in five, and I took the Suns in game one. I liked them in game two, not enough to cover, so I stayed away on this one. I thought that they might win a close one. As I watched the first half, I really thought the Bucks were going to win this game. And everything everything we wanted would have wanted the Bucs to do was happening. Yep. You know, they were pounding it into the paint. All the defensive adjustments they made were really good. Drew Holiday was just absolutely hounding Chris Paul early. Uh, I thought that the way that they were trapping campaign was really good. They really just took Payne out of the game almost entirely. He played like nine minutes and was a total non-factor. Um, they, they were getting good looks. Like Think back to the first quarter. I think that the Suns made like one or two two-pointers the entire quarter. They didn't even mm-hmm. shoot a free throw until about halftime. Like the, the Bucks should have been way up even early. They were getting everything. The Suns just kept making threes. And even back after one quarter, it was like, oh, well, it should be bigger, but the Suns are six of 11. And at halftime, I fired on the Bucks. I kept waiting. I was prowling. I was like just refreshing the odds, watching for like, okay, when is it going to hit that moment that I put my live bet in on Milwaukee? And I finally said at halftime at, at plus 430, because shooting variance, I put it into the app, shooting variance, Milwaukee on two percentage, Milwaukee on three percentage, Phoenix on three percentage. It all was shooting variance. It's always shooting variance. It's always and forever going to be shooting variance. They are the Milwaukee shooting variances. Let's just change the name, retire the team. It's just what happened. I, I don't understand. I don't know what you can do about it at this point. So I have, I mean, I you know, know, the crazy thing is it doesn't even feel like it's just shooting variance. It's, I mean, Matt hinted on earlier with them taking Lopez out, but it's just like they had it within six with like four or five minutes to go. Phoenix, they Devin Booker misses a three. They get the offensive rebound. 
Chris Paul misses a three. They get the offensive rebound. Devin Booker hits a three. It's up nine. The game's practically over at that point. So it's just – But here's – like, There's two things on that, though. So the second one was just like Aiden's down there and he's beasting and yada, 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 and it's a small – and we talked about that, like the small ball. A lot of these offensive rebounds were like it, it, the ball bounces and goes – like makes a line drive for the nearest Suns player. Yeah, and that's what I mean. It's like the, the, the Bucks just aren't catching breaks anywhere. Ever, anywhere. Like, <laughs> anywhere. And again, I want to stress this. I think the Suns are better. The Suns are going to win the title. The Suns deserve to win the title. They're the better team. My problem is, is that when we're betting these things, like you're trying to find the best value, and the best value is for this to be a close series. And I feel like I just lost a ton of value because of this kind of performance. I have the numbers, guys, and you're going to have to listen to me talk about them. Devin Booker shot 17% better from his actual EFG versus his expected via second spectrum. Uh, Chris Paul shot 13% better. Okay, those are star players. They're going to make tough shots. I'll live with that. Fine. I can understand that. Mikhail Bridges shot 12% better. He had a 63% effective field goal percentage tonight. Now, listen, you can sit there and say like, but those are all quality shots, Matt. He's open in the corner. That's why I like this quantified shot quality data that's available from Second Spectrum because it factors that in. It's where do you shoot from? How good of a shooter are you? Where are you shooting from? How contested is the shot? And based off of that data, he was supposed to shoot 51%. Mikhail Bridges shoots 57%, and I'm just like, ah, tough game can go either way. He shoots 63% on top of... On top of Jay Crowder, who had a 69% effective field goal percentage versus an expected of 52. Um, on the other hand of this, Drew Holiday. Oh, boy. 35% EFG versus a 49%. And you can say, like, well, look at that. His shots are not high quality. I agree. If, if he had shot 40% versus 48% and the Suns had done what they did today, the game is closer, but the Bucks probably lose. But it's that the, the magnitude between these differences is so huge. Middleton, 43% expected. That's a very low number. He shoot a bunch of contested mid-range jumpers. You're not supposed to make a lot of those. He still shot 34% effective field goal percentage. Oh, my God. Like, like yeah. these numbers are not... Like when I talk about the very, and this is this is where I get frustrated on Twitter because everybody's like, everybody's like, no, like they're bad shots. I'm like, I understand, but you should still make in the NBA if you're a talented player a decent amount of even your bad shots. And the Bucks played well enough on both ends that if just their bad shots had gone down at a bad rate, a normally bad rate, they still probably win this game. And so that's like what's yeah. really wild about it. And if you're wondering if the end result of this is just it's a make or miss league. You're absolutely right. It's just tough when I think like I am very adamant that I was on the right side tonight, that the bucks money line was the play with the over and <sighs> drew holiday and Chris Middleton just ab. I can't, here's the thing. Drew holiday, I think genuinely is just like in his head and rattled and giving up open. Like he should be shooting more than he is on threes and like his decision-making is poor Middleton. I just think is missing shots. Like, I think he's just missing shots. Um, I do want to ask you Raheem real quick. Can we go ahead and say, can I, can you just take like 30 seconds and apologize for ever slandering Giannis on and Kumpo for not having it? Oh bad? yeah. Yeah. I mean, without a doubt, I mean, to, like I'm watching the game tonight and it just, it felt like LeBron in Cleveland and incredible. You know, it's, I always talk about him not having a bag and everything like that. But regardless of the fact, he's super effective and he gets the job done. He put the team on his back on both ends of the floor. I mean, there was a block um, at one point in the fourth quarter that, I mean, it kept him in the game. And it's just, he, he's going to the line every trip down. If he had just any help, one of Drew or Chris show up tonight, you know, they might have won that game. So yeah, do, do you guys think, uh, so Drew Holiday is Eric Snow. Do you think that Middleton is uh, Larry Hughes then? Or what, what's the analogy? <laughs> That's a good comp. You picked the wrong Suns wing for finals MVP based on tonight. I know. <laughs> I know. I was thinking about that during the game. Giannis through these two games is a plus four. Yeah. With him off the court in 20 minutes, they've been outscored by 27 points. All you got to do is not get absolutely eviscerated. All you got to do is just not get absolutely annihilated. All you got to do is just not get destroyed. Oh boy. <laughs> 
This is Action Network podcast producer Matt Mitchell here to tell you our friends at BetMGM have a great new sign-up offer for our listeners, a $600 risk-free first bet. Here's how it works. If you don't already have an account at BetMGM, just sign up, make your first deposit, and place that initial wager. If the bet wins, you get all the money. If it doesn't win, BetMGM will refund you in free bets up to $600. It's that simple. Just click on the link in this episode description to get started. BetMGM has been a great podcast partner, and they've got all the features gamblers like us love, like live betting and daily odds boosts. Plus, they're compatible with BetSync, so when you place a wager at BetMGM, that bet can automatically be tracked in your action app. So open an account today and make your first bet risk-free up to $600. Just click on the link in this episode description to get started. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Michigan, New Jersey, Colorado, Indiana, West Virginia, Iowa, Virginia, Tennessee, Nevada, or Pennsylvania. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado and Nevada. 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. 1-800-270-7117 in Michigan. 1-800-889-9789 in Tennessee. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. Or 1-888-532-3500 in Virginia. BetSync not available in Nevada. Thanks for listening. Now back to the show. Caveat here. Giannis like looked like he broke his knee about a week ago. So this is not a criticism of Giannis. This is a criticism of Coach Bud. We've been here before. A small but important difference tonight. I don't know if you guys noticed, even though the Suns guys came out with a little bit left, you know, like a minute or half a minute or something, Booker played 44 minutes tonight. Aiden played 42. Chris Paul played 41 minutes. Mm-hmm. Crowder and McHale played 37 minutes. The Bucks guys played 41, 40, and 39. That's not that much difference, but it is three minutes of Suns starters difference that the Bucks were instead playing Bryn Forbes and Jeff Teague out there. And you know why? Because the finals are spread out from now until October, and there's two ga- two two days between every game going forward. And Monty knew he plays guys those extra three minutes because they got an extra couple of days off now. Bud forgot. Bud forgot to check the calendar. He forgot to play his guys enough minutes again. And again, let's be fair. Giannis probably doesn't have those extra three minutes. Yeah, he can't, he right can't now. play anymore. No, but yeah. Holiday and Middleton could play. Holiday and Middleton could have played more than 39 to? minutes. Do you, do you want <laughs> yeah. them to? Yes, I want them to because my options otherwise are Bryn Forbes and Jeff Teague and Pat Connaughton taking even more than nine three-pointers. Pat Connaughton took nine three-pointers in an NBA Finals game. Whoa, what are we doing? He, whoa, 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 whoa. He made, he made four of nine. He shot 44%. That Pat I realize. He's not on the hook for this. He had 14. Pat was fine. I'm though. not blaming him. I'm blaming the – like when, when the answer is Pat Connaughton getting up nine three-pointers in the game, something has gone horribly wrong with look, your I think, team or team construction. Look, I think Forbes is bad. Well, no, no, no. no. You can't – Brandon, Dante DiVincenzo's out. I know. Yeah. You can't be like something's wrong with your roster construction when like literally the guy that would be taking these minutes is not available. Well, yes. Well, the, the point is not that, that Dante is hurt and it's not fair. The point is that they went all in on Drew Holiday. They traded all their depth and all their picks knowing that they're going to have only their lineup to rely on. So it's game two of the finals. Only rely on your lineup. Like Drew Holiday is a warrior. That dude can play a lot of minutes, and I know that he's struggling. I know he's not hitting shots. I still want him out there, given any of my other options. Like, Look, play him 48. Play him all the minutes. Teague was a minus three in 12 minutes. He's been fine. Like, he's been fine. He had, like, one gaffe, and other than that, in general, Teague's been fine. Like, you're surviving those minutes. I think this is a bad series for Forbes. Like, I mean, I, I, said, I said this before the, the series, and you told me I was, tri- you told me I was crazy. Victory lap. I mean, I don't mean a victory lap, but it's just like, I, I, it, it was so obvious. <laughs> well, no, no, no. Cause like, I think my thing is that you can, you can probably get away with minutes. I think mm-hmm. one of the problems he, here's honestly, one of the big things is this is the Suns are so good at yeah. staggering Booker and Paul. So you can't find minutes to play guys that can be on the court when Paul, like you, you Forbes and Portis are two guys that can be on the court. I think when Chris Paul's not. Yeah. But they stagger them so much, it's either Booker hunting Forbes and Portis or CP3 hunting hunting Forbes and Portis. Yeah. And just like picking on them over and over and over again. But it's also just like, look, it's very impressive that the Suns don't have any sort of defensive, like 
they have no liabilities on either end. There's yeah. not a defensive weak point. You can't hunt anybody. Yeah. Like who should the Bucks be hunting? Chris Paul? I'm asking, is there you a know, guy I'm, on the Suns that they should I be? I mean, other than Devin Booker, Booker, that's the only that's the only guy. Yeah. So like they have wings and they, they I mean they, Macau Bridges, Jay Crowder, you can't hunt them. I mean Cam Johnson is all of a sudden Clay Thompson 2.0. Like this is the thing. <laughs> they have like, two Clay Thompsons now. It's not yeah, fair. There's two Clay Thompsons. Like there's there's no liabilities, which is a credit to the Suns roster construction. I totally agree. I also think that that's very rare. Right, For like sure. we yeah. agree that there's usually weak points on every, on each team, whether it's I mean, this yeah. is this is pretty much. I mean, you have to go back to the Warriors. No, because even then it was Steph. They would just hunt Steph over yeah. and over and over. I mean, you know what? I think the Toronto Raptors. They didn't have anybody. 2019. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. Two teams Got that it. are going to beat the Bucks without <laughs> going um, into the series. The 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 thing for me it didn't make a lot of sense because this doesn't seem like the thing you should, you should really lean on when you're picking an NBA finals. But the thing I kept coming back to as I, as I considered all the angles and thought about things, I just really liked the Suns three through eight guys way more than Milwaukee's three through eight guys. But that should never, that Brandon, it, should that never, goes, it shouldn't matter, right? It yeah, should never decide the finals. That's antithetical to everything in NBA history. Absolutely. It does. Why does it matter mm-hmm. now? I don't know, but it, it does. like the clearly has the last two games. Yeah. I will say this though: Darius Arch is out. Tory Craig's injury. We don't know, but it didn't look great. The that the and those are the back end of that three through eight guys. It does feel like Phoenix is like one more injury away from really being short on the rotation right now. Like sure. I don't know that they're going to super mm. miss Sarich and Craig. But those are the guys that fill in if somebody else misses or gets in foul trouble mm-hmm. or gets hurt or something like we're not there yet. But there is uh, to me, if you're looking for hope as a Bucks fan, I, I think there are breadcrumbs of Phoenix has been the healthy team and they're starting to just at the back end of that rotation, pick up a few little injuries. They're, they're one more away and with guys who are still playing through some injuries from that maybe being a problem. These numbers are wild. So points in the paint. 54 to 28 second chance points, 23 to 19 fast break points, 17 to seven. They give up just seven fast break points. Yeah. I'll I'll say this, like the Bucks shouldn't allow 43 point attempts, even though like bookers in the second half were mostly like, those are just some that you have to like, he shot 12 of them for the most part. Like you just got like Devin's an amazing player. You got to live with it. Like there's nothing to be done. Um, The corner threes were, in part a byproduct of they overhelped on drives. Like you just got to stay home and live with it. Like if they make contested stuff, you make, they make contested stuff don't help because they will immediately kick to those corners. But then, like I said, a lot of it was like, there was broken that, that, that sequence at the end of the first half where they, the Suns passed the ball like eight times and it was so amazing. The bucks still got a deflection. And most of the time that's a loose ball. Drew holidays going the other way for a layup. But it bounces right back to Crowder, who winds up finding another three. Like that was the kind of night that it was. Um, if you're if you're wondering, like, am I saying that it was luck? It's not luck. It's more just a matter of. I feel like the Bucks probably take this series longer than they will now. Like mm-hmm. now, I think you're minus. Did you bet minus two and a half, Brandon, or what, what was the what was the bet that you actually took on the? I, I bet minus one and a half. I talked about the minus two and a half, but decided that the one and a half was better. So, so I think your one and a half is good. Yeah, I feel um, good about that right now. I think your one. I think that's already like golden. I think. Um, I think honestly, two and a half is probably solid at this point too. Yeah, at, at, yeah. Uh, at, at so that's that's Suns and five, and right now at, at BetMGM, our official odds sponsor, it's over under five and a half games is exact dead even odds. So yeah. it's basically fifty fifty to to whether the Suns would close it out in five or go to six. Um, here's what's really annoying about this game: it's not so much that uh, <laughs> I lost. <laughs> I, I, it's not so much that I lost a lot of money, which I did. Um. If that and that broke my streak because I was red hot, uh, and that if the Bucks had won, I would have hit fourteen to one on Giannis to score first basket and win the game, which I bet on Oof. Heat Check, and I wow. actually did actually bet that. 
And I did, I will say this, I hedged, so I'm fine. Um, that mm-hmm. took some of the sting off for the night. Um, once Giannis made the bucket, I hedged. Uh, the annoying thing is that I don't feel like I can bet game three now. Because I had decided before this game, Raheem, I was like, win or lose, I think I'm taking Milwaukee in game three. I was like, even if I'm wrong and the Bucks lose this game, they'll hit shots at home. The role players will shoot better. I like the Bucks to win game three. And now I feel like I can't take it because the Bucks can play great and then the Mikhail Bridges will just hit falling out of bounds three-pointers all night. And I will just – like. I feel like I, with this Bucks team in particular, I just can't, I cannot trust averages to normalize within a reasonable range. I'm not, a- again, not asking for like everything to be perfectly in line. I'm just asking for them not to be extreme outliers on both ends. I don't feel like I can trust that not to happen to the Bucks. Am I wrong? I agree with you. I mean, to me, that's why that's why I asked that question earlier on in the podcast about, you know, at some point, do we accept who this team is? And I think I wonder how much of that has to do with the fact that they had to play some long series. You know, these guys aren't fresh. I don't know if that's a, a product of shooting variance, but they did have to play seven games with the Nets. They did find themselves in a dogfight against the Hawks. You know, at some point, this is not a very deep team. Like I mentioned it early on heat check, but. Drew Holiday has been playing 40 minutes a game for the last nine, 10 games. You know, at what point are you just tired? So it's just, when I look at this series, I just kind of, I mean, until those two injuries with Dario Saric and um, Torrey Craig, I'm starting to feel like the the Suns and four guys just is, is going to be prophetic. <laughs> Like, I, that's kind of how it feels, like how this thing we is playing out. We deserve a better like, finals than that, though. This at, is, we do. At this point, just just any one win for the Bucks, just to shut the Suns and four guy up, just just to get him out of here is, is the outcome that we deserve, at the very least that. Um, your, your point about minutes, though, Raheem, is good, because when I made the point earlier about the, the extra three minutes for, for Booker, for Chris Paul, the Suns won those three minutes. They won those minutes against the Clippers, and they won those minutes against – the Nuggets, like by by closing out and taking care of business, they got those three minutes extra tonight, and that's like they're cashing in those extra chips that they had saved up now. So it's it's a very good point about just the attrition building up. Over I do want to. I kind of want to talk about this. Um, mm-hmm. I I want to push back a little bit on the bud criticism that you leveled earlier, Brandon. I did mm-hmm. a lot to criticize Bud for through the years. This year, he's done what mostly everybody's asked for. Like, mm-hmm. why don't you play? Why don't you switch more? Okay, he did that. Why don't you vary it up a little more? He's done that. Why don't you play Yasa five more? Okay, he did that. Like, he's done a lot of that. If Drew Holiday says, like, no, I want to go back in, he's going back in. Like, I would tell you that if Drew Holiday is not playing more minutes, that's likely because of where Drew's exhaustion level is at. Like, that's probably based off of feedback from Chris and Drew rather than Bud just managing the rotations. Like, I, I don't, I don't think that that's just like, a, oh, I got to save him and keep him fresh. I just don't. Mm-hmm. Like, I think at this point, like, it, it really is like, these guys have a say in these decisions. Like, he doesn't have other options. He knows he can't play Forbes. He's playing, he's played him very few minutes. Like, he's playing Teague more because he knows he can't play Forbes. So, like, that's, that's kind of my thing is, like, I don't necessarily think that, that Budenholzer is 100. Like, these decisions are often more player influenced than coach influenced is my point here. Does that make sense? Yeah, it, it definitely makes sense. Just like I'm looking back at, at Holiday's minutes from, from recent games, <laughs> 45, 42, 43, 48, 42, 42, so, 42, 42. So, so is the answer, okay, he just got tired out from all of those and he didn't, he, he didn't have a 42 in him? That's what we're saying now? Because that's fine if that's the answer. Well, I'm asking this. Is like, do you think that, so you think it's not that Bud never plays in 42? He's clearly willing to play in 42, 44, 45, and then right. he just doesn't? Mm. Yeah, I mean, that's, I'm just saying tonight it felt like a mistake. It, well, I won't even say it felt like a mistake. I feel like I, I felt like Bud coached a great game tonight. I said that they made all the adjustments in the first half. They, they made the mm-hmm. defensive adjustments. I thought they did a lot of good things. I don't even know if Bud made a mistake as much as Monty made a really good coaching move to say, okay, my guys are going. And, and I never even felt the 44 minutes from Booker until I saw it at the end. Like I didn't feel like, oh, man, Booker and CP – 
they're, they got nothing left. Like they're, they're barely holding on here. They didn't look that tired. They didn't look like 44 minutes. So I, I don't know, like maybe it's not even a bud criticism as much as just tip your cap to, to Monty and to the Suns for being able to, to play those extra few minutes because like three minutes doesn't sound like much, but it's 48 minute game. That's one sixteenth of the game like that. That matters in a game where we keep saying a one or two shots might have swung things. I mean, I just I, 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 have, I have a real problem with criticizing Bud for tonight when you have Chris Middleton and, and Drew Holiday who yeah. were just they just didn't play. Like I just think it's some we're always looking for reasons why well, a team didn't win, and to me it was just glaringly obvious that Drew Holiday he played well on defense. He was but he was oh. actively. He was amazing on defense. He was awesome. Yeah. But it's just like on offense, he actively hurt his team. And if he's one of your big three, you need him to score. You need Chris Middleton to put up more than 11 points. Like, and I just think that's the reason they lost the game. You know, like, I can't put anything on Bud. Like, Bud wasn't out there, you know, breaking jump shots, going one for six from three. Drew Holiday was five of 12 at the rim. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, to me, playoffs, uh, man. As we talk about shot variance with Holiday and with Middleton, you know, shot variance is three pointers more so. Like shot variance is okay. We 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 took some open threes, we missed them. Those two were ten of twenty eight on two pointers, thirty six percent on two pointers. And I realize like some of those are are contested pull ups that Middleton is taking. You can't shoot ten of twenty eight on twos at this level and, and like pull off a win. It's just not good enough. Like that's you can't blame that on shot variance either. You're just missing shots. You've got to make at some point, some of those. Yeah. But like, this is where I always struggle with it is like, this is why shooting bothers me, which is great that I'm an NBA analyst. (laughs) It's like, you got to, I ask this on Twitter. I ask this on Twitter every time somebody says that, like, we got to make the shots. How? Like, How? What these are NBA players. You know how many shots they take every single day of their lives? Do you know how many shots they've taken in their lives? And it's like, what you try harder to make the ball go in the basket. Like you you go through you 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 play, you get to the move, you rise up, you release the ball, it goes in or it doesn't. Like it's and at some level, even if again, this is why the quantified shot quality matters. The Bucks take lower percentage shots. Like I am not contesting that fact. Like the Bucks' quality of shots is lower than the Suns because the Suns' offense is better. However, even if they just shot the expected rate on those bad shots, they still win this game. Yeah. Because Giannis is so amazing. Because the whole roster is built around that concept of Giannis is amazing. That's how this roster was was built. Was Giannis's yeah. this this roster wasn't built around Chris Milton and Drew Holiday are going to hit mid range shots? It was we're going to build it around Giannis and those guys. And like, there's an argument that they need more shooters, which I get. But Brim Forbes is a shooter and he can't play. You got to have shooters that are also great defensively, which is why the Suns are awesome because they have Mikael Bridges. Yeah, it was a problem watching the third quarter. Giannis has like an all time great finals quarter. He scores 20 points in the third quarter alone. Lives at the free throw line. Would be nice if he'd make a few more free throws, but, you know, you can't have everything. 20 points in the quarter. The Bucks finally start hitting threes. They made five threes in the quarter. And the Suns finally missed a few shots early in the quarter, at least. It's all happening. Giannis in the middle of this incredible game. Get to the end of the third quarter. The Bucks have made up one point on the Phoenix Suns. After all that, after finally hitting their shots, after Giannis putting up 20 in a quarter... Like, what's he going to do? Average 20 every quarter? We need Giannis to put up 80 now for the Bucks to, to barely eke out a one-point win in every quarter to win the game. It's, it's just not enough. I, like, so now I'm in – this is where I'm trying not to be. It's like, I'm trying not to be overreactionary. But now I'm like, maybe I should just bet the Suns every game because they're going to win the series. And we've only got we, – we've got um, at most five games left. And I do believe the Suns are going to win because they won tonight. Like, should I just bet the Suns every game? So, so let me make the case. I made this case last series. It obviously didn't work. So right now, Suns sweep is plus 350 at BetMGM. 
plus 350. So that's an implied 20. What's, an, what's another way to say that, Brandon? What, how else would you say it? Betting the Suns to win both games. But here's what I'm telling you. No, but, but what else would you, how else would you describe Suns in, in, in a sweep? What, how, what would that be? Suns uh, in, in, in like less than five is probably how I'd call <laughs> yeah. it. So, so, so as you're looking at game three, so the Bucks right now open at three and a half point favorites. The Suns are plus 135 to the money line. So 135 money line implies just under 43% chance of the Suns winning. So basically we're saying the Suns have slightly less than a coin flip chance of winning game three. I think that's probably about how we feel like, okay, the Bucks are at home. It's the season on the line. The Suns are clearly the better team, but or yeah, the Suns are clearly the better team, but on the road, but they're going to be live. So last series against the Clippers, I made the argument that if the Suns went up 3-0, the Clippers just were shot. They were done. Kawhi was out. This team wouldn't have fight left in it. Clearly proven wrong. Terrible, terrible argument by me. The Clippers were crazy resilient and put up a great fight. It didn't work. So I'm asking the same question about the Bucks. If the Suns do get game three on the road and they go up 3-0, because here's the numbers. At those percentages I told you, at implied 43% to win, in order to get to that 22% sweep, all they have to win game four is 52% of the time. If the Suns win game three and go up 3-0, aren't they way more than a coin flip to win game four and finish this off? Because I don't know that the Bucks had that same fight in them that the Clippers did. What do you guys think about that? This is ironic. I think you're too subject to variance. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean it like um game five of suns clippers is what is why i hesitate yeah, yeah right? that was a tough mm. one yeah that that's why like that was primed for them mm-hmm. and they dropped it now i bet the clippers in that game but they dropped it so i think that you're just this is kind of the thing is like, it's just, there's too much risk of just a team getting a game. Yeah. So I think instead I'm just going to like, I'm already pretty good. Like I've managed to, I've talked about this before. Like my future positions are pretty even now. Um, they're going to be worse if the Suns do this in less than six. So, so I think as an, as a hedge against the hedge and based off of the current information, I'm just going to bet the Suns money line in three and four and go that route. And that way, if I'm wrong, I've still got my sons in sixth position to help out mm. with that. Mm. And if I'm right, that'll offset my loss there. Mm. I think that's what I take. Okay, let, let me. Uh, let I got me a question. Ask. Go ahead. Because I was going to say, Brandon, how much do the losses of Dario Sarek and Tori Craig impact your confidence on this? I, I think not enough yet to really matter. It's. Uh, I mean, they do. They do a little bit. These are good players. They've been playing well. It's it's not that those two losses matter yet. It's that they're they're the beginning dominoes of a week from now when we look back and we're like, man, I really didn't think that much about Sarge being out and then Torrey Craig being out. But now that Cam Johnson sprained his ankle and now that, you know, like, once we added the extra next step or two, it's, it's the dominoes are starting to line up. Like, th- this is my thing. I'm, I always try to, to think contrarian to myself and think, okay, what am I not seeing? What's the other story that, that we might be telling a week from now? And to me, those injuries could be the start of the other story. Now we get to game three and, you know, somebody... I mean, it's Chris Paul. We don't want it to happen, but it's Chris Paul. So whoever it is, they're the beginning of a story that could happen. So, so let, me, let me ask you guys as a thought experiment going the other way. Because right, the, the, right now, the problem more than anything else is math. The Suns are up 2-0. The Suns have to lose 4-5. to five. They have done that once all season. It happened back in January when they started out eight and eight. That's the only way they lose a title now is either to lose four in a row or lose four to five. That's it. That's math. So thought experiment. Try to imagine that game one never happened. The finals never moved up. 
tonight was game one. We only have tonight to go off of. Would you feel kind of pretty okay about the Bucks going forward only based off of tonight's game? And if that's the case, should we think of the Bucks as more live than we are? Yeah, that's, yeah. A, really, that's a really good that's argument. A, I mean, I think the line, I mean, the odds makers putting that line at three and a half kind of says a lot. What does that say to you? To me, it says that the Bucks should win this game. I mean, game three. I mean, we've seen the Bucks respond down 0-2 to the Nets, and they look like they were dead. We've seen we've we've just seen the Bucks respond to losses at home. I mean, you look at game two against Atlanta. Even game one against the, the Heat, they they still won that game, but we saw them at home the following day, game, and they're a different team. So you know, this is what you got almost an eight, eight and a half point swing from game two to game three, just based on the venue change. So, so play my contrarian game and without, without telling me the words, Chris Paul got hurt or Devin Booker got hurt. We hope to God, nobody else gets hurt in the series. Everybody mostly stays healthy and the Bucks win the championship. Tell me why. Paint me the picture. What happened two weeks from now when we're back here on the podcast being like, I can't believe it. The Bucks turned it around. They won it in six. They won it in seven. And it's not because some catastrophic injury. Why? What happened? What, what's the story that we're telling two weeks from now about the Bucks? They win both in Milwaukee because they win one game with shooting variants going their way, which has happened from time to time. doesn't feel like it, but it has. I had to look it up, but I confirmed it has. <laughs> they win game four in a slugfest. It's ugly. It's nasty. Everyone thinks that they're done because it like the sun shot horribly and the Bucks barely still won that game. They win that one in game four. They lose game five in Phoenix. It's a route. They come back and they win game six comfortably because the Suns are getting tired. If you win two games in a row, like this is how it goes. You say like, can the Bucks can like, are the Suns going to lose four out of five? And I go, no, but the Bucks win two games. And you tell me the Suns got to lose two of three that gets different because if they can, if they get it to seven, <laughs> yeah. it's about who makes shots. <laughs> it's yeah. about Chris Paul in a game seven with everything on the line. Right, right, again. Right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, look, I, th- I think, I think right now all the value is gone on sun series price. Suns minus one and a half is, too steep now too i think based off of just like yeah, i think so I, I don't think you should be betting minus one and a half at minus 250 when they're dogs in game three right yeah i think i mean i think at that point you you're better off just taking game three or game yeah. four and picking your spot yeah if you like the suns just bet just bet the games because if you go minus two and a half i feel like that gives you a little bit of leeway. That's minus one ten. But again, if you're going that route, just bet you got one thirty five on the money line. And this is likely to go in the Bucks' favor. I think probably the money comes in on the Bucks. I thought I thought the money would come in on the Bucks in this game, and it did. So I think you just if you're if you're a Suns better, you just bet that. And I just I think. I can't look at this and, and even at 375, Brandon, do you have the implied on 375? Minus 375? Plus 375 for Buck Series price. Um, I got you. Hold up. It's 79%. Oh, wait, no. That's 21%. It's 21%. 21%. It's so the question is like, do I think the Suns win this series more than two out of 10 times? And the answer is no. 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 So yeah, yeah I, I did the math on it before I saw the odds up and I, 
my math gives the Bucks something around like a 16% chance, which would be about plus 500. So it, 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 I think that's a fair number, but 375 is a hard pass for me. Now look, um, plus two and a half is minus 110. If you watch game two and you just go like, Bucks got no breaks, they got no bounces. They got a bad shooting game on their side, a great shooting game on the other. They made the tactical adjustments. Sarich is hurt. Craig is hurt. They're going to have to play Kaminsky. They're going to Milwaukee. I think they can win the next two, right? Which the Bucs have been down 0-2 in these playoffs, and they did fight back versus a Nets team without two of the three best players on the team. But still, they did that, right? So, like, Bucks plus 2.5, minus 110, I don't think has – terrible value if you're going bucks like that to me is the only thing you can bet is you're just just two people well and also i mean i i think if you're going bucks i think you just hammer game three that's the spot yeah but you're even you're laying you're laying three you're laying three and a half can you roll I mean, it over can you roll it over and make more because I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that maybe game four might be, might come in a little bit lower because I think the market is going to keep the Bucks three and a half or higher in game three. But game four, people are going to look at that like almost like this is the spot that the Suns, they have to get. Yeah. So you're going to have some resistance there. Like I was planning on betting Bucks tonight, Bucks in game three, Suns in game four. That was like where I was at going with the flow of the series based off adjustments and whatnot. Like I don't, I didn't, I didn't think that either team would be able to hold home court and the Suns did because they're awesome. Um, I don't, I want to make this very clear. Like the Suns are incredible. Like I could gush to you guys for an hour about Mikhail Bridges and like his movements and like how good he is on both sides and Aiden's like rim defense, which is part of the reason Drew Holiday missed layups, but really not all of it, but some of it or about the rebounding factor and how hard they play and like their ability to find and hit big shots and what Crowder gave them like, and CP three and Devin Booker was amazing. Like there's all this stuff I could talk about. Like the Suns are just really good, but if we're trying to find value, I think really it's probably just at this point, the Bucks had it like the Bucks should have won game two. This is like Suns Clippers. Yeah, exactly. I was yeah. just going to say the value all over again. We kept saying that the Clippers should have won game two, but they didn't. And they didn't. that's all that matters because it's 2-0 now and they got to beat the math. Yeah. Do you um, feel like, do you feel like the Suns have played their best game that they could have, the, the best games that they could have possibly played? Because I think one of the things I like to look at is what is the range of outcomes for these specific teams? We know that the Bucs haven't played their best game. They're struggling to shoot. Chris Middleton is struggling. Drew Holiday is struggling. Have the Suns played their best game? Like, is this their A game? Is this their B game? Like, what's the range of outcomes? In yeah, this, to me, this feels like, like their A minus, B plus type game. This is, I don't think this is quite their best game. This, is the, this gets back to what we talked about at the beginning, right? Where on an execution level, Raheem, I think this was honestly a C. Mm. Like, yeah. defensively, they were really good. I don't want to take away from them defensively. Offensively, I don't feel like they created – like, I just felt like things went their way and they played behind the momentum of the crowd. And that mm. converted this from, like, a C game into, like, a B plus, A minus. Mm. And then, like, the Bucks just played, like – in execution, they played, like, honestly, an A mm. uh, defensively offensively i give them like a c and then offensively they played like an they they shot like an f and the sun shot like an a so it that's like the variance there's like there's execution and there's shooting mm-hmm. and so i think the suns can play better than this than they did in game two mm-hmm. i think one of the things was that in terms of what I expected, I did expect the Suns, like the the Bucks, to basically be like, we're gonna make Devin Booker score like forty on his own, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. if you look at the numbers, um, Booker stepped up and did what he can do because he's an absolutely incredible player. Uh, Thirty one points, five rebounds, 
six assists is good, but it's not like it's not a double double. It's not a triple double, right? So like that's yeah. part of the equation, I think, as well. Um, and then this is what I thought was really notable. So first half, Booker was four of twelve for ten points. Yeah. Mm. They played big, and they had PJ Tucker on him, and Tucker did great. And in the second half, they were mixing and matching minutes because they were going small. And they took Brooke off, which meant Tucker was playing different minutes, which means that Tucker wasn't on him as much. When Tucker defended Booker, I thought he did a great job. He was bumping him. He was shoving him. He was getting him off kilter. He did an absolutely terrific job. So. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing that's scary is that you're right. You're absolutely right. And but like Booker was the star tonight with 31, but it, w- it was a half. It was, a, it was a half of a star performance from Booker. And in game one, Chris Paul was the star and had the big game. But if you remember, Chris Paul was like halfway through the second quarter, had two points. And then he drew some free throws on Teague, made a couple easy ones, made his elbow shot the next time down, and suddenly got going and put up 16 in the third quarter again, I think. And it, so, yeah, it's it's not the A game. It's it's They've only had uh, one half of a really star performance in each game from these two. And I think that's that's the scary thing still, if you're trying to, to find some light for the bucks here uh, to go back to the bucks a question on uh, you know, what's the value there. So I think, I think we agree at plus three seventy five for this series. I don't think that there's value there. There's not value there. Don't play that. However, if the bucks win the championship at this point, based on anything we've seen, is there any scenario that Giannis is not the finals MVP. He has to be the finals MVP. If the bucks win, if he gets hurt again, the bucks aren't winning and Chris and drew have not been good. Giannis is plus 500 to win finals MVP. So if you want to trust in the bucks, if you think they can win, that's the play, not the buck series, because to me, those are the same play. If that's your angle, you have to wait till the Suns win another game because you think you know the Suns are winning another game. Mm. Like, do we agree that the Suns are not losing four straight? Not at all. Uh, it's in my notes to talk about whether they could. It's only one one home loss. Just saying, we've been here before. If if things get moving, and we've been I here mean, before with Chris we, Paul, we haven't we haven't been any we haven't been in a world where the Bucks would come back and win four straight. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Bucks are, are not all of a sudden going to have amazing offense and great shooters and look entirely different. They're they're going to have to stumble their way to an NBA title the way that they have stumbled their way to the finals. I'm just saying, Bucks and six is plus twelve hundred. I had it in my notes as a hmm makes me pause and think Fred, a little, no. little bit, a little no. bit. No, no. Oh my god! Look, look, it's it's look the scenario that you said, Matt. It's the one where okay, games three and four. The Bucks eke out one of them, some ugly rock fight win. Another okay. one is the three-point game, and they, and they hit the barrage, and they get a big one, and okay. now it's 2-2. Now the only thing that has to switch is game five. Now you go back to game five, and somehow you pull off the one win. That doesn't How? make any sense. How? I don't know. How do the Clippers pull off game five? How does sports happen? Things happen. I'll, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. Happens. If, the Bucks, if the Bucks were to win three straight, if they were to go up 3-2 by winning on the road in game five, I will guarantee goddamn you they absolutely face plant, just put themselves in the <laughs> dirt at home. <laughs> like, oh, man, oh that, my God. If, if I actually bet the 1200 and then the Bucks won the next three and then actually face planted, which is completely reasonable, I would be so mad about that. <laughs> like, oh my God. That's absolutely what, like, I'm warning you off of this now. Like, think about game four versus the Hawks with no Trey Young. Yeah. Look, I'm, yeah. I'm I'm not saying I'm taking it. I'm just saying it. I would rather I would rather take the plus twelve hundred to win in six than the three seventy five. If I if I'm playing the Bucks, there's no way I'm touching the three seventy five. If I'm trying to find the angle to play the Bucks, it, like I'm already taking so much risk on that, I want to take the bigger risk for the bigger payout. So okay, so back to finals. Let's MVP. go in the middle. Let's go in the middle though. Between the three seventy five and the plus twelve hundred, I, I don't is, play in the middle. Have you met me? Why would but, I play but, in the middle? But listen, but listen, but listen. In the in the middle is bucks four to three at plus eight hundred. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. That, that's that's your other option. That's your 
Why not? If you're going to bet what? the look, look, if you're going to bet the bucks, I'm just saying this. If you're going to bet the book, if you're going to bet the bucks and you're getting 12 to one, bet the 12 to one and the eight to one and take, yeah, I was going to say, why, why would you not bet both of those yeah, and play the, if you're going to bet, if you're bet the bucks, that's all you, that's all you should do. You're giving away money. <laughs> yeah. But I don't, yeah. but I wouldn't, I just, yeah. I don't think so. I will say this getting back to the original point. I do think that if you want to, like, if you're looking for an angle, the other one is to wait until the, the Suns win one more game. If you're just like, no, I think the Bucks are still going to win this series. I don't know why you would. But if you were in that spot, Giannis will be a, a very long dog to win MVP at that point. And that's the play. Mm-hmm. So, okay, finals MVP. I, I think that... So Chris Paul has to be the favorite. I mean, Chris Paul is the betting favorite right now. He's clearly less of a favorite after tonight than he was coming into the night. So how do we handicap the finals MVP race right now? Because, like, you know, Paul or Booker, it's got to be one of the two, assuming that the Suns win. Is Is there any scenario for somebody else at this point? It seems like no, because we focus on the wins, and none of the other guys have been good enough in both games. Mikhail, maybe, but I don't know what he would have to do to try to steal that. I mean, Could, he had he, he had an incredible game tonight, and if he did that two more times in a sweep, he still wouldn't be the finals MVP. <laughs> it yeah, still he, wouldn't matter. Yeah, he had, he had 27 tonight. 27.7 boards on 8 of 15 shooting, 3 of 9 from 3. Mm-hmm. And Booker had 31. Right. Like, yeah. and, and, and Paul was four behind him with more assists and half the boards on 50% shoot. Like, no. Yeah. Like, okay. So, yeah. so it's not going to be one of the other three through eight guys. No. It's almost certainly not going to be Giannis. We don't give the finals MVP to the losing player or LeBron right. would have like 17 already. Right. What's the scenario for Devin Booker to take it away from Chris Paul? Because oh, I think it's because close. if, if there's Chris Paul to win finals MVP is I think minus minus one twenty right now. So if you still feel like it's the legacy thing and when it comes down to it, if it's close, which we think it's going to be close, if it's close, Chris Paul is winning it. Don't we agree with that? If, if, if it's close between the voters, CP is winning it. And if that's the case, then can you kind of treat Chris Paul minus 120 as a cheat to a Suns series bet? Yeah, I agree with yeah. that. His implied is 55 so yeah, but the Suns. What, what's the Suns series like? Minus yeah. five hundred right now. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So I would say I think there's definitely value on Paul at minus one twenty. I got him at plus four hundred, so I don't need to. But um, I think at minus victory lap, but at minus one twenty, <laughs> mm-hmm. I I mean I may I may bet more on it now. Like that's a an easy angle to it. I just feel like uh, here's a concern. Here's a concern on Paul. the bucks are going to look at this tape tonight and they're going to see the exact same stuff that we've talked about in this podcast. They're going to be like, mm-hmm. we should have won this fucking game and it's going to frustrate them. But the coaches are also going to go, we need to do this. Like, this is how we need to play them. And they're going to do more of limiting CP three, like holidays, not coming off of Paul. They're not going to put, they're not going to put holiday back on Booker after the 27. They're going to look and be like, no, we need Tucker more on Booker. And we need Holiday still on Paul, which means that Booker is going to have more opportunities to have big games because, like, Holiday was in his grill or not Holiday, uh, Tucker was in his grill on some of those, and Booker just hit him because Book's insane. Yeah. Like, he, I mean, he's just an insane player. He's just an incredible scorer, just amazing scorer. So, Booker may wind up like he may have a 40 point performance in game four that, like, salts the, the, the series right like if we think that the bucks might win game three which is what the market says if the suns win game four it's probably because Devin goes off and that's where it gets dangerous but like paul was so incredible in game one mm-hmm. and was equally good in game two like paul again like tonight 23 and 8 there's nothing to complain about. The story tonight is all the shooting and Mikhail going nuts and them shit hitting 23. Like that's what the questions are about. He, like, he did have six turnovers. He, he did have a few sloppy turnovers tonight. Doesn't matter. Um, normally it would matter, but it only matters in a close game. Like yeah, that's true. His turnovers yeah. only matter if they lose. Does it make sense? Right. Like yeah, if, yeah. If, if, if those two shots swung, 
then everyone would be noticing those, you know, that like behind the back out of bounds, like the, the Steph Curry special. Right, right. Uh, then we'd be yeah. talking about it. But yeah, it doesn't matter now, but it wasn't it wasn't the best Chris Paul game. That's all I'm saying. So yeah, I think I think the only way it turns is if Booker has an absolutely supernova game four. And other than that, I think it's I think it's Chris Paul's is in the bag. I think it's just in the bag. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just I feel like I feel like it almost has to be that Booker has at least one more supernova game and the other game has to still be pretty good. Like it still can't be one of those like, oh, mm-hmm. Booker only put up 16 and then huh? I guess he was just kind of off off his game, which he's been doing. Like uh, I noticed it when I was doing props earlier today, he's gone under 20 points once every five games or less in the mm-hmm. playoffs. Like each mm-hmm. each five games he's gotten at least in and under 20 points is that's not saying it's a bad game just for Booker. It's a, it's a bad game for Booker. Like Booker has to have not one of those games, like it's still a solid game and a great game. And I think Chris Paul has to kind of be actively not good, like, like worse than the six turnovers tonight. And if Chris Paul is not good enough to lose the finals MVP, then I think the Suns are not good enough to finish the job off despite Booker's 40 or whatever he put up. Like, I just feel like Chris Paul is so central to what they do that for him to blow the finals MVP, given the built-in advantages at this point, would have to almost mean the Suns blowing enough games for the Bucks to be back in this too. I just, I don't know how those two aren't hand in hand now. Yeah. I mean, I think, I mean, there's always the... What if we're because I think at some point we're going to get a close game. We're going to get a, a game where somebody has to close it. And yeah, and Booker either Devin, Devin Booker or Chris Paul is going to have to close one of these games. Yeah. And that's a good argument. You know, I, yeah, I know, you know, people look at the 2016 finals. LeBron, he, he cast a shadow over everything. So Kyrie never have a, had a shot. But in a series like this, a guy hitting the game winner or closing multiple possessions in a close game that could swing it might be might be i still think that paul's got a pretty sizable lead like i don't think that the market right now reflects the gap between the two yeah paul's oh, yeah, yeah. We're, we're all in agreement i'm just kind of making a, a, yeah, a counter yeah. argument yeah paul's minus 120 books plus 180 i would put this closer to like paul minus 150 book 200 yeah i was yeah. gonna say even i think some like minus 200 for now at 200 i'm probably taking it because i'm getting two to one right mm-hmm. That's probably, I think that's like better value. I think until it hits there, I, I don't think I want to take it. We'll see what happens in game three, of course. Um, final thing, uh, I've hit twice in this series on Mikhail Bridges over one and a half three-pointers made. I don't know why they keep lining it that way. Are the Suns going to shoot worse in Milwaukee? Like, role players are not supposed to, but Bridges is just lights out right now. I mean, he's a good shooter, and he's going to get shots. So, yeah. Two two threes is is not a big ask. He's getting the, he's getting the volume and he's a good shooter. So Crowder's line is is a three pointer higher. His his at two point five, and Crowder's last streakier. Mikhail's gonna. I think it's a good bet. I, I think I keep playing it until they yeah. adjust it. Before we go, do we have a preliminary pick for Game Three? We got to give him something. I think I'm like I'm gonna bet Suns money line just because I got to hedge against Suns and six and seven. Ah, okay. Like I just got to go that route. Because I can't. I think there's going to be good value on the on the Bucks first quarter. I think that's probably the way to go. I think for me, I'm still I'm still going to be thinking a lot about that plus three fifty on the Suns sweep because I, I think I'm thinking about the Suns money line anyway, and it's it's kind of like a single game parlay except it's it's a single series parlay. Like once you get that game three, I don't still believe in the Bucks to come come back in a game four. So I think I'm looking at that plus 350 as my game three play potentially. Um, totals 222 and a half. Um, I think I'm probably going to bet in the under. Yeah, that's creeping up. Um, that's up from two. That's up two points from game two. And it um, was like 216 in game one, right? Yeah, <laughs> I think. I think the thought process is Milwaukee's offense is not going to get better. But the Suns mm-hmm. will finally miss a shot. But the Suns might miss. Actually, <laughs> might actually miss like a shot in Milwaukee. Yeah. Like even if it's just Cam Johnson cooling off or um, Crowder going back to not somewhere in between game one and game two, like somewhere in the middle, just 
that differential, I think, is enough for me to think that. The other thing I'll say is the Bucks really are walking it. Like, I don't think the the pay, like the, the pace in this game, I don't think was crazy. Um, I'd have to look at that. Uh, hang on, I got it right here. Um, yeah, I felt like the pace was higher in game one because I remember the Suns yeah, pushing a lot. It was about ninety eight possessions in game one. It's officially logged on NBA.com at ninety five. Yeah. So we went yeah. over with with fewer possessions in game two. So that that to me says like they're slowing down as this grinds out. The Bucks also know they can't they can't get in an up and down with the Suns because the Suns will yeah. just whip the ball around and hit transition threes. Like the Bucks want what the Bucks want to do is get a stop, walk the ball up, grind you into oblivion, and then repeat. That's their their formula right now for winning because um, they just don't have the shooters. So. So I think the under 222 and a half is going to be the play. All right. That's going to do it for the Action Network podcast. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Make sure to tip your waitresses. Make sure to uh, subscribe to the Action Network podcast wherever you get your podcast. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at Action Network HQ. On the Action Network app, you can track Brandon's prop bets as they continue through the NBA finals and all of Raheem's totals bets as he continues to avoid sides like the coward that he is. Um, we will <laughs> be back next week with two episodes. If the series goes long, if they go short, we'll only do one. And if the series does wrap up next week, you can count on us for an advanced look at the 2022 NBA finals, which will be a lot of fun. Make sure to check that out. Also, Raheem is on the favorites this week. Chad Millman's podcast with Simon Hunter talking about NBA future or I'm sorry, NFL futures. Um, yeah. I have to go listen to that because I have to go uh, look for any and all reasons for my Cardinals to win the division bet, which I will be absolutely leveraged mm-hmm. on in this coming NFL season. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Uh, make sure to subscribe, listen to all the great other shows on the podcast. And we'll talk to you guys again next time on the Action Network NBA podcast. We're finished talking.